and we're live. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another kind of funny Christopher Nolan in review. That's right. We are ranking and reviewing every movie directed by Christopher Nolan. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by Greg Miller. Hello, Tim. Nick Scarpino. Hi. Andy Cortez. It does me well to join you today. And the big dog, Kevin Koala. I just don't understand why the background keeps moving around between the every <laughs> shot that we do. It's so frustrating. What I would, what I would like to ask, can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, NickScarpino.com. Have we noticed that Andy has switched over to the color of royalty now? He's wearing purple. I like it. I appreciate He's it. He's our prince. He's our prince. Is he our prince? Lakers fan. It's been chillier. You do look like a Lakers fan right now, which I don't know how that bodes well with your San Antonio Spurs fans out there. Yeah, I'm not a purple Bro, you are rocking the yellow and purple right now. Nobody get it twisted. <laughs> they are purple oh, and look gold. Look at this. Bro. It's true. Yeah. Are you just being a fan of They are here? purple and gold, dude. I'm going to start calling yellow. you Kobe Bryant. You're the Kobe <laughs> Bryant of online streaming the, games. What, what, <laughs> any other Lakers players you can name? <laughs> I was going to say, Nick, uh, real quick, when you came to the fork in the road there, <laughs> I'm going to call you Kobe Bryant because how how quickly did you veer to being like, oh, you're the most valuable player here. kind of funny. <laughs> well, the, que- the question I had was first in my brain, Greg. Thank you for asking it's great no problem, i was like how right. long has it been since kobe bryant's played basketball is it a reference that people will hold against me or can people be like that's a touchstone that i remember from no for from sure. the lakers i mean he retired i could not like name one three years ago three or four i don't years know ago. that i can name one person playing for the lakers right now Derek, are Fisher. you aware that he recently died nick kobe bryant yeah yeah i'm aware that that was not the joke i was making to be fair i know that was what i was talking about and i was glad you went down the one path i was just wondering though then you started talking about you couldn't tell when he played basketball last and i was like wait are we a break yeah break the news look at look at it was either it was either you you had you had three polls it was either kobe bryant uh it was going to be shaquille o'neal or for some reason i was going to say kareem abdul jabbar but i cannot remember if he played you nailed it that's true that's true okay then andy you are kareem abdul jabbar who by the way is writing amazing op-eds on the hollywood reporter i don't know if you guys know this or not but he is literally like a reporter for hollywood for like sports stuff so he's like writing about all the documentaries and espn stuff that they're doing also really fucking cool really cool what's that he's not as tall as you look right no one's as tall as you baby Thank you, Daddy. There you go. I've called you Daddy in a while, Daddy. It feels good. It feels natural. God, you nasty fucks. You can watch the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, or you can watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny, roosterteeth.com. You can listen to it uh, by searching for kindoffunny reviews in your favorite podcast service. To get the show ad-free, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad and Al Tribesman did. We appreciate and love both of you very, very much. Today, we are talking about Memento, released on March 16th, 2001, uh, directed once again by Christopher Nolan. Uh, This one had a budget of only $9 million, a box office of $39.7 million. Uh, This is still in his little low-budge range uh, of movies, which is kind of crazy to think about going from these to where he ends up. Very exciting stuff for the future. Uh, A runtime of an hour and 53 minutes. Once again, I appreciate it. Just get in, get out. Show me what needs to get done. Uh, in 2017, the United States Library of Congress deemed the film culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant and selected it for preservation in the National Film Registry. And uh, it was nominated for two Academy Awards, Best Original Screenplay and Best Film Editing. It did not win either of those. How did it not win I, like either of those? How did, at least editing. Not editing. Editing. What? It's just crazy. Fuck. It's so what well it done. And the whole... Uh, probably lost to something Good crazy like question. Shakespeare in Love. Oh, Stupid. man. Remember that movie? Stupid. 
great movie. <laughs> really love that movie. <laughs> did, that, did that win Best Picture that year? It won. Yeah. I think Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture of the year it was nominated. But I remember thinking, like, I, th- I remember being pissed <laughs> off because I think it won over like Pulp Fiction or something like that. And I was like, yeah, was this is a travesty. Yeah, then weird. you go back and watch it. You're like, oh, pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. Ben Ben Affleck, Affleck, I really like this movie. I I, I haven't seen this movie I think since it came out in theaters. Truth be told, yeah, me too. Um, just because it's one of those movies that you're like, once it's done, it's kind of like Sixth Sense where you're like, wow, once it's done, the twist at the end is just so like intense that you're like, cool, I don't need to ever see that again. But having not watched it for almost twenty years, it's I remember how it ends ish, but I don't mm. remember the specifics of it or the particulars of it. And watching it again. I think my big criticism of the movie the first time around was I was like, it's nowhere close to believable that this guy could function uh, with this horrible, horrible uh, uh, disability, right? But then I, d- I didn't quite catch the first time that all of the things he was talking about of the person that he was, the case that he was on of uh, the dude who played Ned Ryerson on Groundhog's Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I didn't realize he was actually talking about himself and that potentially it wasn't necessarily a an actual injury, physical injury. It was just mental, and he was keeping himself in this loop subconsciously to be able to have a purpose and, like, relive this trauma and kill and keep killing over and over again. I just think the way it kind of ends is really, really cool. And any questions that I had by the end, I was like, nope, I'm good. This is this is really well. Well, that's, I mean, that, as soon as it ended, that was the conversation we had here in the living room, right, was that idea of, like, oh, I think it was Jen who was like, yeah, um, I can't believe, you know, that he imagined it all and his wife was a diabetic. And I'm like, was he? Was she? Like, do we really take everything Teddy says at face value that that is something he, we already know he, he fucks with them all the time. Is Sammy right. a real thing? Is it not a real thing? It was his wife, the diabetic was she so, not, is she alive? Was she not alive? There are so many, so many fun facts for this movie that are just like, as is a yeah. movie, I don't movie know. Itself. Um, what's Making super cool facts. is once Tim again, videos. I finished this, this movie and I'm like immediately like, I need to go to YouTube. I need to see what people are saying about sure. it. And sure. once again, there's a video of Christopher Nolan just talking for 20 minutes oh. and it's him with the, him with the whiteboard. And I cannot recommend this enough. He did it oh, four years ago. On Reddit, right? This is posted on our Reddit maybe, or on a tweet. Somebody tweeted us. I, I also I watched know. this video, but I just Googled. So we pause is, this in review and just watch it as a group together right now. Why don't we no, just, yeah, yeah, everyone just watch just it, go put it up, watch it themselves, but it's re uploaded. <laughs> fucking brilliant. KFAF man. KFAF this week will be, uh, <laughs> talking about Memento for 40, 25 minutes. Um, but he goes through like it breaks down like the way that the story is told. And obviously, we watch the movie so we know, but there's little subtleties on the way the editing happened where everything in black and white is objective and everything in color is not only uh, backwards chronologically, it's all subjective. Right. Because it's like, it's from the perspective of the facts that are happening versus like what might be happening in his head for how he sees it. And there is that convergence point where it changes and there's like a couple subtle moments that match up perfectly where that does flip. And Nick, for you talking about him and Sammy and like, does that actually exist exist and all that? In the final shot we see of Sammy, there's one one little, frame like, couple of him. frames yeah. where it's him sitting in the chair yeah i thought that was a cool edit did trick. You guys I, I didn't that? i didn't yeah. catch it the first time but i did i caught it this time and it's and it's it's i think that by the end of it it's interesting because you see this guy as sort of like a victim the entire time right you see him as this un, this victim of unfortunate circumstances and you feel and then when it's revealed that his wife lived longer and that he's been stuck in this loop and that he intentionally has realized that he cannot form new memories, but he needs a purpose and he he wants this purpose. And so there's that moment where like 
he has that he I, I forget what it is, but he, I think he like oh he tells like he, he writes down Teddy's uh, uh, license, license plate, plate number yeah. and basically is like I need to have someone to go after and you're a piece of shit. So basically, I'm gonna kill you at some point, tricking his future self into thinking that this is the person that killed his wife. It's, so it's just up. so fucked up and so yeah. twisted. And you're like, oh my god, this guy's not the victim. He is the perpetrator. He is the guy going out there and killing people. And he's using he's figured out how to like how to life hack his his lo- lack of memory into like keeping him propelling him forward and just in this nasty loop. It's so fucked up. So like, it, it kind of gets, gets across why he's so good at it. Cause like at first I'm like, how could this random insurance cl- claims guy be this good at fucking people up? And then you realize he's been doing it for years and just doesn't yeah. give a shit anymore. And he also has no sense of consequences cause he can't remember anything, which he's using to his advantage, which is cool. It, it's so cool. There's so many subtle little things that they did where, so when it comes to the sequencing of the movie, Christopher Nolan essentially drew a line that like went like this in a circle. Like, well, it was like two straight lines that only commit at the end. Like, yeah, not, not a circle, no, but a only you, one. It's a, a you on its I don't side. Know, yeah. A, a you on its side. Man. And as he went along, he was like, cool. The, the colors up here, the black and whites down here and the end of the movie meets at the end of the, the line there. But the actual beginning of the movie is in the middle of this movie. When, if you were to put it chronologically and he was like, when you're, when I edited it, um, I had to do it so that the black and white stuff legitimately connects perfectly. Where if you take all the clips of black and white, you can just put them butt up against each other and it'll just play straight through. Whereas with the color stuff, everyone had to go on a little bit more to give a bit of a cliffhanger to give the audience the the tie-in that it's like, oh, God, we've already so seen brilliant. this to realize the the sequencing of it all. And it's like, fuck, that that stuff is so, so damn cool. Um, there's actually on the the DVD releases of this, there's like weird Easter eggs that you needed to figure out a puzzle, like with different uh pictures oh, going wow. through the settings oh, it's so fucking cool the kojima of movies totally and you get in and <laughs> you can watch the movie totally chronologically they're like they released like that. what if he Whoa. and kojima just made something it wouldn't make any sense rad. <laughs> it wouldn't make any sense i thought this movie was awesome i had i had a, a good time with it i um obviously I, I talked about this uh, i believe on last week's episode where i'm just so impressed by somebody's ability to form all of this together and and have it be coherent and have it make sense and i saw so much of myself in the protagonist in that dude like literally that morning yesterday morning because i watched it yesterday yesterday morning i am about to take my uh my for him's pill (laughs) and i've been having so many i've been having so much memory issues lately that it's just i feel like it's gotten worse and worse but i'm like i did the same thing where i'm like i'm taking the pill i'm listening to dan levitard show and i'm doing this right now because a couple because a couple days ago i forgot that i had i was taking medicine so like when he's there and he's looking at her in the car and he's like get the pen where's the fucking pen i have to like remember this right now like what what a i mean it's so fucking cool though dude like it's so it's insanely creative and again i'm just blown away by the fact that somebody can see all this and concept it all and then have it all written down it just seems like such an issue <laughs> i would i'd have <laughs> such a problem with and, it and that's, that's the thing too in the hands of sort of a lesser creator and you can tell they really 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 nerded out and loved this project um but the hands of a lesser director this would have been gimmicky and it would have run its course very very quickly and i think and i think this br- almost almost does that at moments but it's done with such it's done with such cleverness that it keeps you going forward. And then by the time you get about halfway through, you're like, oh, I can't wait to see how he builds up to this point. It's very, very, very clever, but I think it could have gone either way. Like, 
for sure. Um, but it works. It's what's up. I was just saying in the interview that he did, uh, that like 18 minute video that Tim was talking about, he talks about how like it was a, like a story his brother made up and told him on a yeah. It says based on a trip. short story by John Nolan by John. Well, so, what, so what's, what's interesting, interesting about it actually is that it uh, it was uh, based on a short story called Memento Mori by his brother Jonathan, but that story wasn't finished. They were on like a road trip and they were coming up with like they were just talking and his brother pitched him the idea of this story, but he hadn't actually written it yet. Then simultaneously christopher nolan wrote this and his brother wrote the thing so technically it's not an adapted thing it's like an original screenplay mm, because it was, stuff. they were they were both they ended up having different stories of the similar cool. premise which is his became story. tron legacy <laughs> exactly, exactly. soon to be tron, tron 3 with jared also, leto uh i uh, looked up what one film editing it was block black hawk down mm. oh that's not a good that that was should not have won film editing that movie was <laughs> a jumbled fucking mess that's one of those movies where I was like, how did anyone like this movie? It just keeps cutting from character to character. But don't you remember sense. when they flew the helicopter over and they were making the announcement of like, we private, whatever, first class, whatever your name is, we will not leave. You're like, that's fucking cool. I just remember that Ewan McGregor was in it for like five seconds. And I was like, oh, this movie could have used 100% more Ewan McGregor because his hair is amazing. And he had that horrible American accent where he's like, yes, sir, Captain, sir. I'm Ewan McGregor. I'm like, the, the English, yeah. they can't do American and Owen accents. Wilson, but they learned. Owen Wilson. It's just like wow the whole time. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, behind enemy lines, different movie. Doesn't matter. That's a good movie. That's a good movie. Um, God damn it, Andy. <laughs> the narrative jumps one hundred and thirteen times in this movie, which is insane. It's like a lead change in sports. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he, he, he made following. He's like, no, we can do more. We can do. Yeah. More. But it's cool. But I mean, you and you see that it works more here, right? And and you know, to be fair, like a lot of. I, I don't mean this in a bad way. A lot of Christopher Nolan's movies, as we'll see, are based off of a simple premise that could, again, be very, very gimmicky, right? Like Insomnia, for instance, is just about a guy who can't sleep. He has to go solve a crime someplace and he can't sleep. And like, but they end up trying, you know, they, they form a very compelling narrative. And I think the editing here goes a long, long way. You can tell that he just had out, like, he must have like a wall at his house when he was doing this that just had like the post-it notes everywhere in the half circle you thing. And they were like up all night. Just having, you know what I mean? Like, I can tell they had a plan putting together this weird ass thing. What's that? Hearing him talk makes me feel like he would just sat there and went. Oh, he fucking stared at that thing for hours. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying he just did it in his mind and then like would write something down. Yeah, (laughs) right. It is so fucking mind blowing. I gotta imagine. I feel like there's like should be a true detective episode where they go to Christopher Nolan's house and there's like letter U's all over the wall. (laughs) And like he has like letter U's carved in his arm or some shit. Uh, I want to get through some some more just interesting facts and stuff before we actually get into the plot here. So uh, Brad Pitt was initially slated to play oh, Leonard. He would have been which, good like, too. For some reason, I always thought it was Brad Pitt, having just seen the poster. Oh, I, didn't realize oh, that yeah. wasn't I thought I did multiple times during this movie. I was like, God, Brad Pitt in Fight Club and Guy Pierce here have the same body, like just that ripped, skinny no, body. Oh, Brad Pitt is, is way like more defined. Like, oh, he's way well, he's more definitely defined, tan. Yeah. I'll tell you this though: if you want to watch another fun Guy Pierce movie, what is it called? Uh, Lockdown? No, Lockdown, Iron Man fuck. Three. The one where he has to go to space. He has to break space. into the space prison. It's fucking awesome. He got jacked for that. But no, this well, was he, like lost, a bra- he lost a shit ton of weight for this movie too. He, dude, he's this was. Skin. I mean, this was the first time I remember ever like really seeing guy uh, guy pierce I, I think he was in the count of monte cristo as the bad guy prior to this and i remember thinking oh, that guy's got some acting chops but seeing him in this dude he fucking destroys this movie he's so good the whole cat carrie ann moss coming She's out great. like 
phenomenal. Uh, ha- I mean, shit, this movie has half the fucking cast of The Matrix, for Christ's sakes, with uh, Joe Pantoliano, <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, they're all great. And again, this is like, I think this is where Christopher Nolan really, really kind of, and it's, it's so cool to see him sort of like seed these characters out, get great actors, and you can just tell he likes working with these people. And then, of course, we're going to get into quickly the, the the Christian Bale era, where he's just like, yes, this is my guy, and then we'll see him work with him a lot. But What's cool, cool is, uh, so yeah, he once Brad Pitt said no, uh, Nolan's like, okay, fuck it. We didn't, like, that was a bad fuck idea you. anyways. Like, let's get, we we really just need, we want the talent, but it's like, it's not worth the budget. I want to keep this movie low no. budget. So he found Guy Pierce, who was, you know, at the point, like, not an A-list person. No, not at all. was just like, but we know he has the chops, and he did it. And other cool budget things here is, uh, since New Market uh, distributed the film themselves, Christopher Nolan edited the film's trailers himself, and they chose to, uh, for marketing, instead of putting the movies, like, up the trailers in front of like big movie trailers or movies and shit. Uh, they sold it to inexpensive cable TV channels like Bravo and A and E and websites like Yahoo and MSN to just kind of like seed the the movie out to the the people that would actually find this being like an thing underground kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's rad. As it worked for me, man. I saw this in theaters. I was like, I don't know what the hell this movie is, but it's, I mean, I think it's always obviously uh, an interesting risk going with, someone who's not a known name, but I think it 100% worked for this because the movie is so much about the performance and the story and the editing that I think Brad Pitt of his caliber in, I mean, Brad Pitt in like 2000, what was this? 2002 was fucking huge. So that would have definitely been, a, I'm not saying he would have not, wouldn't have been great, but it would have been a different project for sure. It would have been a vehicle for Brad Pitt. And so in this, like Guy Ritchie, not, or Guy Ritchie, excuse me, Guy Pierce, not knowing who he is, just disappears into it and really allows the story to be told. Fun yeah. fact, I discovered yesterday that I have always thought that Guy Ritchie and Guy Pierce were the same person. Nope, very huh. different. No, yeah, different. no, I do. Because I was like, man, both I really, both it's British crazy stuff, I this guy also directs really great acting <laughs> Really awesome. How was he in this movie and Snatch at the same time? <laughs> I literally was telling Paul, I was like, he's a really good director. And then I was like, wait a minute. Can you pull up IMDb? And I was like, oh, nope, they're different people. Yeah, they're definitely different people. I loved every fade to black in this movie. It's so, like, 90s. It's so Cinemax. <laughs> I love yeah, it. It's so true. <laughs> um, then the last fact I have, is, and this is something I didn't notice, and it's just such a cool touch. Uh, when Teddy tells Leonard to write Do Not Trust Her on Natalie's picture, uh, which he later crosses out, he writes it in cursive. And it's the only thing he writes in cursive. And it's to remind, like, to make him realize, like, this one's not like the others. Uh, in case he goes through the interesting and doesn't mm-hmm, realize it, mm-hmm, cool mm-hmm. as fuck. You guys ready to get to the plot? Plot. Oh, that we're doing plot that like that. It. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, no, no. Okay. Well, no. No fanfare for this one, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Memento, which makes me think of memories from Cats. But because I don't actually know that song, Memento. Play we were. Misty water and colored mementos. That's the, that's another song about memories, right? You know, when you sing it like that, Greg, it makes me think of Mentos, and I love the Mentos freshman. Mentos We should do Mento commercials in review. Uh, hey, everybody, guess what? We started the movie, and this guy Teddy just got his fucking head blown off. Let's flip a Polaroid picture, and it's going backwards, and it's going in rewind. Because if you didn't know, this movie's gonna be told in reverse. So you see, uh, yeah, uh, Joe Patelagawago, the chief 
from Bad Boys get his fucking face caved Hell in yeah. with this pistol. You're like, oh my God, well, this guy must have been a bad guy. And then immediately we go from that, uh, him getting shot in the face and saying no, uh, to a black and white thing. And we already talked about this. The black and white are these interstitials that are going through telling you the story. And he, it's a uh, guy, Pierce Leonard Lenny, on the phone telling his thing. We're just going to tell the whole fucking thing here because it doesn't, I'm not, I, there's no point am I going to fucking sit here and tell you what every interstitial is about, right? Mm-hmm. It's Lenny there explaining on the phone that he used to be an insurance adjuster guy, right? He'd go over to this, he'd, he just got this cool job job as insurance bro he'd be like hey this is neat i'm gonna go over there i'm gonna investigate these insurance cases try to get people are you a fucking fraud i'm gonna find out if you're a fucking fraud and so it turns out one of his first cases here was sammy jankus uh sammy jankus uh got in an accident or whatever right woke up and he's got no short to no long-term memory anymore he just remembers the stuff he can't make new memories and then he like, looks this like a, he looks like a jankus he does like, well that's yeah. even toblerowski right or toblerowski how, how do i say his last name nick but to- toblerowski which, yeah, wait, like, what else is he? In wait, you're talking about Joe Pantaleone? No, I'm talking about Stephen Toblerowski, the guy who plays Sammy Jenkins. Oh, f- I just call, call him Ned Ryerson. Why are you fucking around? Okay, fine. Well, Ned <laughs> Ryerson does a bunch of different character acting like that. He's got a whole podcast about being a character actor. Didn't I was always Sammy told Jenkins, really good. or whatever his name, Jenkins. Jenkins. I thought he was a baseball player just based off his name. I don't know what that says about me. Remember, and my associations. <sighs> Doesn't it sound like nothing good, player? Tim? Nothing good. Yeah, it sounds like it. Like uh, it sounds like he played with like Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Am I wrong, Andy? Yeah, that's so true, dude. That's, right? Yeah, yeah, Ty yeah, Cobb yeah. is a grateful. Yeah, of course. He was a racist. You remember that? <laughs> Anyways, uh, we so, were not uh, alive that time. <laughs> remember well, that? Andy's read a book. Andy's seen the, the Tommy Lee. Andy Jones hasn't. Andy hasn't read a book since fucking senior year of high school, and even then, he skimmed through the pages. Where sure, the red okay, cliff, notes. cliff notes. Yeah. Oh wow, good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. Anyways, though, you got the Sammy Jenkins, right? And so he got kicked by a mule or whatever, and he's got no. He can't make new memories because this mule kicked him right in the fucking head. But he's still got a <laughs> loving wife who takes care of him, and he can still remember all stuff. And he loves watching his TV shows. He likes the commercials because they're easy to remember. And uh, his wife tells him to you know give him or give her give her the insulin because she's got the diabetes like uh, Wolford Brimley, and uh, he does it because he remembers that because that's an old memory. And so yeah, Guy Pierce shows up and he's looking around like. Hmm, I don't know about this action. I don't know what's going on here. And he's like, you know, asking all these questions or whatever. And uh, Ned Ryerson's like, mm, whatever. And uh, Lenny's like, listen, though, here's the fucking problem. I come back and knock on the door. And what do I see? I see Ned Ryerson look me straight in the eye and fucking have a second where he remembers me. He remembers me for a fucking second. So and I'm cool. like, I got you, you fuck. And so what he does is he takes him to this military facility, super top knock black, black ops kind of place with the guy from the state across the table. And he's like, listen. And Reno 911. Yeah, the MTV showed the state where they all came from. Uh, and he's like, listen. You're going to get tested here. And he's like, all right, cool. What's the test? Pick up three objects. That's fucking easy. I'm Sammy Jenkins, motherfucker. I used to have a batting average of 1,200. And so he picks up stuff, right? Not possible. <laughs> Not possible. <laughs> he picks up stuff and then he starts getting shocked. Right? He's like, ah, oh, I got shocked. Ow. And he's, fuck you. And he's, he keeps doing And so the, the test finger, here, the over the other finger just was yeah, always exactly there. exactly <laughs> the test here is that uh even though his uh memory's been affected his instinct shouldn't be that you can learn you can be conditioned uh to know what not to pick up even if you can't remember it but sammy just never gets this so uh lenny he writes back to the insurance people by snail mail because it's like 1992 and he's like hey guess what guys 
turns out this guy's fucking i can't say he's faking it but he's making it he should have remembered this he read a book about fucking memory he thinks he knows it all but i'm fucking lenny and i know what's real and what's not real and the insurance company's like great job lenny here's a promotion in the fucking corner office in a new suit and lenny's like this is great i got a huge dick and they're like yeah lenny and they're carrying him around <laughs> on a chair like at a bar mitzvah right yeah, <laughs> lenny, 2002, even that, 2002 you can't that, talk about your dick in the office Greg, and you just around around chair like that? Can I do it? <laughs> anyways though so he gets carried around in the chair i remember that part where he talks about his dick but it's so great like, i got a huge dick <laughs> <laughs> and they're like great and this like devastates uh sammy's wife though because she's like well this is fucked up right like come on now and so she's torn up and there's this really cool scene where she's yelling at him trying to put a pad of paper in his pocket and he starts getting uh, Sam, uh, sammy starts crying you're like oh man i forgot what a good actor ned ryerson is because they're both crying here and this is a really heartbreaking moment and so then she comes into the insurance agency she's like lenny you know what i mean very bill murray from ghostbusters lenny uh listen what's the deal here tell me lenny's like i can't fucking talk to you there's pending litigation or is this still an open case you could appeal she's like i'm not gonna appeal i'm not that's not what this is about this is about the fact that i look at him and i don't know who i'm talking to if there's a chance my sammy is still my sammy i need to know that because i can't let go of my sammy if it's if i got this new kicked by a mule sammy and he's the guy for now and i can love that sammy but you need to tell me that old sammy's gone mule sammy is in you know mule sammy <laughs> who was the person in the interview that got kicked by a mule because there was someone <laughs> it in, Greg, in greg's brain every injury is caused by someone getting kicked oh by a mule. Wait, wasn't it in lion king <laughs> Was it not in Lion King or the Scar? I'll be honest with you, that sounds too logical. That doesn't. No, hold on, Andy. Did you say Captain America? Because yeah, I'm pretty sure it was someone in Lion King. Before that, that? I don't know. Andy's dad in Toy Story. Chat saying Andy's dad. Oh. Right, that's how he disappeared. Right, that was that was how you explained it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, anymore. I forgot about that. It was Andy's dad in Toy Story. Right? By a mule. <laughs> how come every time you say kick by a mule, I think touched by an angel? That's very similar. It's very similar. It's very different. <laughs> so Sammy's wife's like, "Listen, here's the deal. I'm gonna fucking settle this once and for all." Right? It, the, he doesn't understand the triangles electrified, but he understands the diabetes still. So he's gonna come and give me my insulin. She's like, "Sammy, it's time." And Sammy comes over there, and he get it takes 15 minutes for him to give this injection seems kind of ridiculous but he gives her the injection and he goes back to his cartoons or whatever and then she winds her wash and he goes sammy it's time and he comes back over and she has this look in her eyes like holy fucking shit like he's gonna do it he's gonna do it. and he get, does it and he's like all right cool and then she goes sammy it's time and she keeps 15 minutes every time like how slow is sammy going at this now granted i've never given anyone an insulin shot but kevin i'm ready you let me know for the first time you see somebody out there who needs it okay i'll, I'll load the dart <laughs> they'll get their insulin <laughs> How oh loaded the dart. So are you gonna be in the bushes when they walk by you just shoot them in the ass with the insulin dart? <laughs> Kevin tells me they need it, they're getting it. All right. Everybody needs the booster shot. I picture Greg in the full ghillie suit. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Ready to fight like, guys can you than imagine the bush anything behind. Scarier than Greg in the ghillie suit? Nothing. Right. There's nothing with a dart gun that full, may or may not be full of insulin <laughs> that can put you into a, into a coma very quick. Imagine oh you're walking god. by if you're just an Hold on. If you're just tuning in right now, you have to understand. Greg already said, I'm not going 
beat by beat to every interstitial it's too much it's you want me to come in every yeah you saw the fucking movie you're here because you watch the movie you understand how it is christopher nolan gave you a beautiful prime rib and i'm cutting it up right now and i'm making a hamburger out of it and if you don't want a hamburger too bad there's a sausage (laughs) joint over down on you know freaking raised youtube channel all right get out of here go to raise youtube channel for the (laughs) google raise youtube channel you'll get it you'll get a sausage sausage. anyways though so she's fucking dead. <laughs> He's fucking straight up killed her, right? And so this is where I'll probably drop off. This is where I'll stop. So Sammy's dead. He's or no, she's dead. Sammy's in a home, right? And so then, but then this I'll just say. And so this they keep showing this person walk by, and Sammy does this like look of like, oh, you're coming to talk to me, and and that's when Lenny's like, and that's when I figured it out. He didn't. He did. Now that I have this condition, and I know he didn't recognize these people. He's just good at faking it. And this is when I turned to Lucy James and I was like, just like me, because this is me at every video game convention oh when somebody yells out Greg. And I'm like, hey, like, I don't know if I've ever fucking met you before. All right. You are all nothing to me. Right. As soon as you didn't have this camera on, I've been gone for how many months? I wouldn't remember fucking Tim's face and I wouldn't need to. All right. Trust me. I'm Mothra. <laughs> you guys are the monsters. Nobody cares. About <laughs> yeah. I'm not even Godzilla. Yeah. I get it. I fucking get oh, it. Guys, I love you and I love this I show. God, this is fun. <laughs> no, Greg, I'm totally with you, though. I'm totally with you. Man. There's so many people that I just don't even know their names, and it's not of any fault of theirs. It's all me. Everybody understand that if I see you and I don't know your name, it is my fault, okay? Again, I have to remind myself when I'm taking my pills. Andy, it's true. have you thought about getting one of those weekly pill things? I, I have thought about it, Kevin, but then... Um, uh, they made fun of it on Family Guy one time, and I was like, ah. Now, I'll say, oh. Andy, it, it, as, a, as a benefit, when you get those things, you can put your hair pill in, and then you can also put some Skittles in each day, too. I, and I was, Nick, fun Nick, I was about to say that same thing, just as a, a little flavors. bonus fun, yeah. Because I always see people taking those pills, and I think first my first instinct of I'm glad they have some way to remind them to take those yeah. pills because they look like they're really important. But then my second is like, if I don't need pills, can I still have one of these and put just different colored Skittles in there? Like, like, like a Monday would be green. Maybe, yeah. Oh, Werther's really original think... be good, but you have to keep it in the packaging. That's where they get. Nick, yeah. do you really think you'd have the self control not to open all of them day one? <laughs> <laughs> my yeah. wife, my wife, over the weekend had a bag of M and M's, and I was staring at it. She was like, she was like, I was just literally like, the second she leaves the room, I'm gonna eat one of those M&Ms. like a dog. <laughs> she was like, "Do you want one?" I was like, "No, no, 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 But I thought it's about it. Doing, I was like, it's like doing the bad thing is kind of what makes it hot. You know what I mean? That's why you wanted them. Yeah, it's um that yeah sure, and then I'm horribly addicted to food. That's sure, another sure. thing that's happening too. Um, by the way, this was like this to me is the most heartbreaking moment because he realizes that that that. The reason he had that recognition, of course, is not that it's practical. It's just this, like, this, like, social grace that he has. It's mm. the last thing he has to, like, yeah. try and make everything okay for a second. And it's not. And that, like, I think that guy, Ned Ryerson, does such a great job of yeah. nailing that moment where he, like, gets happy for a second and then just goes back to being lost. I, I think in, in, so in, in that uh, in, in same vein, Guy Pierce nails it, too. Because even, even that once when you're in the flow of the movie and you understand what's happening, you see him meeting characters we've already met even though we're going in reverse order and everything else you still see him do the yeah like like he has that moment where he's switching it on and then he inevitably every conversation gets to a point where he's like well i have this condition and they have to be like no i know your fucking condition like right. we've, had, we've had this conversation but what he does he remember it, he has the condition though that sorry, i have no idea sorry one more time how does he remember that he has the condition remember sammy jenkins on his hand 
Got it. That, like, it, it, don't get me wrong. It's a le- it's a wow. little bit of a leap of faith on no, that one of that, like that. Totally, totally. That Jen worked. asked the same question, and that was my response too. Because I think it is that, especially written in his handwriting. Like, I think it's for each one of us. We all have those little ticks or whatever. Like, or like maybe not me because i fucking podcast my entire life but like you have those little stories nobody else knows that you would use to as a crutch to tell yourself information to get you places and i think right. that's what it is in the same way because for me it's the same i was when i watched this movie the first time and even you know for the first time i guess in what two decades or whatever last night it was that thing of you know that moment where he looks at it and then he'll see the other tattoos and start going into it i feel like that would be me every time i came out of it <laughs> every time i came out of it, like well, fuck i got tattoo. oh i got him on my arm like totally like this endless loop of that, but but the, but, the, but the difference is, and they allude to this at the end when they talk about the, the story, is that they were like, there's nothing physically wrong with him, so the, it's possible that his brain is allowing him subconsciously mm-hmm. to remember mm-hmm. that he has this problem to keep him in this loop because that's how he's coping with this horrible thing that happened to him, and he likes it. So like his brain is sort of almost his enemy, but also his ally of keeping him like, like I think he subconsciously remembers that he has this problem. It's back to the all these things thing trigger those. And he talks about the routine of it all and like creating this routine to, but, yeah. but all of it is sort of to keep him in this prison. No, but I'm like, he has this problem. He actually has it. It's not, he, he does, but there's one moment where he says the doctors checked out Sammy Jenkins and they couldn't find anything wrong with his brain except right. for like one small but, malformation and like in, but, in the memory area. But he thought he was like, we clearly, we said, it, it could so, it's, it's 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 No, no, but what I'm saying is, is Sammy Jenkins was a fraud. Like the the real no, Sammy Jenkins. Like it, it was he mixed these two stories of his life and right. Sammy Jen- Jenkins. Well, that's what I'm saying is there's yeah. the possibility that in his life someone said yeah. there's nothing wrong with your brain physically. It's all it like whatever you have is stuck in your head and no, that's no, but, what's keeping it blue. But he is able to learn new routines. That's why he knows to check his pockets for pictures. Right, I'm. I'm just like saying, that, like, there's, that is there's more to the afterwards. there's more to the injury that I think that they at the end they sort of they sort of allude to the fact that he's got. I don't want to say more abilities to that than he has, but a lot of this is just psychologically like. But isn't in, this? In I, I always interpreted it, like this is a very interesting conversation. Obviously, what they wanted the movie to do, I think, honestly, because I have different conclusions on a bunch of the stuff than you guys seem to, and that's great. But like my thought on it was the remember the Sammy Jenkins thing wasn't just enough of oh remember the sammy jenkins story you have that i thought it was remember sammy jenkins which would then flood your memory of following sammy jenkins and i'm sure inevitably saying if this happened to me i would always carry polaroids i would always you know what i mean that that's what i took away from it of why he does checks pockets it's not even so much a routine that he's i mean it is a routine that he's been using since then but it would be the thing of like same thing. I, you know, if I ever met alternate or another Greg Miller came back in the timeline, I know what to say to that Greg Miller. What, sure, what, story, what are you going to say? No, no, no. no, no there's us. a story in the lockbox. The lockbox. No, never Is that before or after you shoot that Greg Miller from the bush with a dart? There'd be. I'll tell you what. That that first Greg Miller would yell the code name, the the code word we had yep. as a kid, me and my mom, yep. and mm-hmm. then he would tell the story that I. I the I'm very happy thing. that you, you clarified the we is you and your mom, not you and other Greg. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that your mom just I'm randomly prepared, made a All right, I understand there's Psycho the whole path. conundrum of time travel. If like I need to be the first Greg Miller to come back in the time stream, or if time is just a circle and he's already coming back. But like when this happens, I'm prepared. I'm also very prepared for Batman to show up and tell me I am Superman and I've been living in a simulation. Just a heads up on that one. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I think about um, every time I'm in the hallway. What if he just was in the hallway right now and he's like, it's Clark, it's time to go. Because like, you know, like 
he's actually he's thought, thought about, about it. Like I, I, and this I'm is so remember curious. Sammy Jenkins. If it, if I looked at my hand tomorrow and said you're Superman in the simulation, I'm like right. I understand this reference. The, yeah, the it's big, very the simple. Big, the, the big problem I have, like when you start <laughs> analyzing this too much, and this is why I have to explain it in my brain of like he's ma- he's manifesting this in his own brain, is that in reality, if you forgot everything that you that you had learned, because he's learned all this stuff post, yeah, the trauma. So like he has a bind- he takes out a binder that's like or an envelope a folder yeah. right that has like 400 pages of a police report in it with and he's got all these missing. tattoos and all of these things and he's not able to remember anything so you have to assume that he has some other abilities because if not if he forgets everything every 10 minutes it would take you 3 hours at least to go through all this well, shit remember that's every why day. he's got the cheat sheet at the end he's got a cheat sheet at the end of the But you wouldn't but that's but what is the cheat sheet how are you going to fucking remember any of this shit you missing don't remember pages anything. yeah you know what I mean? Like, there's the no facts, fucking way right? you could grasp all of the concept of, like, the, even reading one of the pages in the police report. By the time you got to the bottom, you'd be like, what the fuck am I doing here? So the idea of, of you got this thing and, like, I'm just going to go and it doesn't make it doesn't it starts to fall apart when you analyze it too much. That's why I choose to interpret it as, like, he has he's he's just this is a way of coping with this trauma that has happened to him. And that he's just going to be stuck in it forever instead of dealing with it. And it's what ended up causing his wife to actually die was that he just could not get out of this loop. That's so you opinion. think she did die? You believe the Leonard story? Yeah, I think I think like, she is the Leonard story, and that and he's and that's what happened is she lived. The Sammy story, and he couldn't deal with the fact that he wasn't there, whatever, to protect her, or he he failed, and he just not simply yeah, the Sammy story, whatever. And by the end of it, she ended up either leaving him or dying, and he's just been stuck. See, I think she that, left in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I think she, she survived. But I do I believe that he's killed other people. I think he's killed oh, yeah. multiple people, yeah. and he just keeps killing people because he likes that because it makes him feel like he's got a purpose instead of actually dealing with the trauma that he's got. Fucking cool! Well, I think goddamn cool. movie. Yeah, I, I, I think that he became a tool of Teddy to like make Teddy's life better. But like, I think he became. A, I think became a willing tool of Teddy. On yeah, some I level, think so too. Right? I think yeah, he was interested. But I think he needed someone to be like after after remember because Teddy tells a story and it's I think again <clears throat> Teddy could be a liar who all this shit could be totally fucking in his brain. Who the hell knows? I trust Teddy. But like Teddy tells that moment where he's like, "You fucking found the guy and we killed yeah. him and I thought it would knock. Look it, I thought this. it would snap you out of this, but it doesn't. It didn't yeah. do it. So now I'm just we're just robbing fools and stealing money. Why not? And the guy's like, "Ah, fuck." And by the way, yeah. he's no, not he's not taken aback by the fact that he just killed the wrong guy. He's more concerned with the fact that Teddy is now the bad guy and he wants to kill him. So that's why it's like he's fucked up. So do we how far do we believe Teddy's story? Did Teddy Teddy was the actual caseworker or the original cop on the job? And this is a weird plot synopsis, obviously, because now we're at the end of the movie, which is the beginning of the movie. But who cares? But like he was the original cop on the job, you think? And he did actually help him find the real John G, who was the first kill there that with the Polaroid of him all happy pointing at his heart. Or do you think that he's done multiple murders? That was just the latest one. Now no, they're on. I, the- I, I think that that was the original John G. That they they found him. He points at his heart because like that was what he said Working earlier. Tattoo, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's one of the flashback slash forwards or whatever is his wife laying on his chest with all the tattoos, and he has that spot filled. And did you see what it said? I uh, no. I did it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so cool. he actually got. Wait, I'm confused. So he got the tattoo after he killed when he the realized he, like when he killed the, whoever he thought that he was supposed to kill the tattoo says I did it on it and like that obviously is after all the other times we've seen him with the shirt off where he doesn't have that wow which kind of get, but yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's but again now 
is that real? Or because that's him and he's driving at the end of the thing, and it's when he shuts his eyes and he's talking about shutting out the world, right? So that's not a real. But I, I read it. Fantasy, I read it. Right? I read it as the, he really has the tattoo. The fantasy of his wife is obviously in his head and subjective. But yeah. him getting going to the tattoo place—that's the tattoo he gets after he okay. kills Teddy. Okay. Oh wait, no. At the very wait. end of the movie. I no, thought the tattoo, that he, no, the tattoo he gets is the is the, the license, license plate. Movie. Yeah. To kill Teddy. Oh, you're that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It ends where the movie like kind of started. Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering that's out of order. Yeah, it's like it's a mind fuck. He talks yeah. about it in the video though, Kev. <laughs> Which everyone go watch that for. I just feel. I just feel like every. I, I, I feel like there are so many scenes that that just that follow up with another cool uh, revelation, and and I love, I love that whole sequence with Carrie Ann Moss and her. Oh, she's. Great. She walks in. He beat me up. Who beat you up? So great. Who the fuck do you think? And blood and nose and all that, and then immediately we see how that scene, uh, you know, essentially began in, in the following scene because so it's cool. all backwards or whatever, when and it's so creative. In, and it's so fucking cool. And uh, and then also when he's on the phone and then he sees the note, don't answer the phone. Oh, like, yeah. dude, it's just like it, it just hits your heart. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God, dude, this is what's happening. Like, I, I loved every I, I loved every moment of this movie. So man. my next question then is at the beginning of the movie, he's killed Teddy. Right. He or he he doesn't destroy that photo. He takes the photo of it. Do you think he's done now? Do you think he was no. closing that door? So what what is he going to do with that photo he took of Teddy? He's going to burn it. I think he's going to burn it. I think he and needs. I think he yeah. like when Teddy said, "Hey, when I gave you that police report, it wasn't full of all of those redactions." He's yeah, like, "You, you, took, did you made that. me take him out. You made me take him out." And he's you know like you. He's like you are you are purposely doing these things in the past to trick yourself in the future to keep going forward and keep killing people and keep having a. You know something to do but again i don't know how that works when you tattoo shit on your body i don't know how you redact a fucking license plate because i'd be like what is this license plate yeah see that's my thing where i yeah. think it is over for him because he has yeah, the license too. plate he kills the guy he he has the photo right of don't believe his lies and he writes uh, he's the one or whatever kill him like right he has yeah. it in the in that then he hopefully you figure he shakes the photo flips it over and like you did it and then you figure get that tattooed and i don't know I, yeah, I've always I, read it that this was the end for him, that he was but, done. No. But also, Teddy Teddy was such a a kind of a partner in crime for him with all the other murders sure. that were happening. And right. so I feel like, you know, without that other person there, without a target, a clear target, if he just marks it, yes, I killed this guy who had sort of been, you know, aiding and abetting me this whole time, then it's it seems to be over at least. Uh, so I think cool. there's a, a couple interesting <laughs> things that are left open. Like, one... Dodd isn't dead. Yeah, and, he's just right. running. He just got ran out of town, right? Yeah. Well, you imagine he's going to go after the girl, right? At some point, Natalie. Natalie, yeah. Would he? Because does he understand that this is a re- reaction to that? Yeah, she has. Well, as far as he Natalie knows, does told, he know that they're even close to together. Well, Natalie told Dodd that that he had done it. Oh right, she's like you're yeah. the member. He's like you're the member. No, no, that was. But she was like eventually. Eventually, they're going to figure it out. That's what she she was saying. Mm. People are going to come after me, and like you have to help me. Uh, why, and then, why did he keep uh, shaving his thigh to put that? No, the tattoo. That's where he was preparing for the license plate tattoo. How do you how do you think he shaved his thigh? Oh, that's a great question. Because I mean, there's so many different trimmers that could nick or snag his thigh. Uh. It's true, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of Kind of Funny in Review is brought to you by 
Manscaped. Summer's in full. Wow. We're thankful for our sponsor today, Manscaped, for keeping us fresh. Sun's out, bum's out, and hopefully your pubes are not out. Yeah, they said that. Manscaped offers all the right tools to keep your hair groomed above and below the belt, including your thighs. Uh, Manscaped is just dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. Uh, they just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 that we've been using. I've been using it, and I've been looking perfect. My package has been looking perfect. Uh, the Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes slash tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. My nails have never been that fancy, and I can't wait to get this and make sure that they're looking their best. Um, inside the perfect package, you also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer, because we know how painful chafing can be when you're wearing your bathing suit all day, when you're out there in the beautiful sun, in the beautiful pool, getting all wet. Uh, for a limited time, subscribers get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Pack, uh, Travel Bag, which is a 39 value. $39 value add and the patented high performance reduced chafing manscaped boxer briefs. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code morning at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code morning at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code morning. Summer's here. It's time to manscape. Manscape. Do you think, Thank you, Manscaped. Uh, do you think you Thank found you, the money? In trunk eventually. What do you say? Uh, he found, found the money in the, money trunk, in the trunk, mm-hmm. or had um, his friend already taken it, or Teddy already taken it when he got into the car earlier. These are questions that keep me up. <laughs> I think when did he get into the car? When, when he, he was remember? sitting in the car after Carrie Ann Moss's apartment. Yeah, yeah, maybe he took it. Because uh, like that's what I would have taken. And then but after, I don't think the money doesn't matter, right? He doesn't give a shit about the money. He's, he doesn't need the money. He's just gonna keep. How how does he keep going? Like right now, Teddy, like I imagine Teddy's helping him like stay afloat, right? Like have money. Yeah, Teddy's giving him allowance, you figure, right? Because Teddy says at the end, right? Of like, I figure we'll make a few bucks too. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't about the half. He's like, We're gonna split this big ass pile, man. Come on. Yeah. Because he was paying for hella rooms at the hotel. Yeah. (laughs) He was paying for two two rooms. Just two. Well, that's what they said. No, As told that. to the guy from Elvis, right? Fat Elvis from uh, Sons of Anarchy and, of course, the, the Batman. Batman Begins. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. Batman. Oh, the pencil. He he gets the pen to the... No, no. no, no, no. He's the cop else. in Batman Begins. What, your kids don't like falafels? Uh, no, no, no. He's like, gets around, he pulls them. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. right. That's, that's, accurate. that's all very accurate to it. Yeah. I crushed it. I love that guy. So so we sort of lost the the thread of the plot, but I think that's yeah. But I, honestly, it's, I, yeah, for a movie hard. like this, I kind of like this more. Like, I, with all oh. due respect to the other garbage we have to watch on this show all the time, it's just there's nothing to digest. You know what I mean? Captain America shits in my mouth, and I shit it out. There it is. We, it went right through the Christ. system. This is one where I need microbes. I need microbes in there breaking it down. You're all breaking it down and giving me interesting things to think about on this one that I wasn't thinking about. Yeah, yeah I'm with that. Yeah, I am. The show can evolve. The show can change. Fuck. Well, no, no, yeah, no, no, don't worry. We'll get sound, back. Maybe we just give evolved. The, give me the sound. Wow. I love the. I'm, with you. I'm here for you, Tim. Also, also leading, in, hacks. leading into the next scene of the uh, with the prostitute, which I thought mm, mm. was. That's an interesting place just, to go. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I love the uh, I love not only that setup or whatever. Um, oh, wait, no. Is the scene I'm thinking of connected or not? When he goes to Dodd's place and he hides in the restroom. Oh, dude, that's a great scene. Connected? He grabs the the bottle, right? They're not, they're not connected. 
like those not are gonna, two. Okay, never mind. Yeah. But let's He's talk like, about drunk. that bottle scene because, yeah. like, how cool was it drunk, yeah. when it starts? Yeah. Like, their transitions were so good where they, like, start off and you're just like, wait, what the fuck's going on? Like, he did such a good job of throwing the viewer in this weird loop where you really feel like you are confused yeah yeah exactly yeah they that they do it so well and his obviously condition makes so much sense for me the scene that stands out in that sense is actually the one before the bathroom scene where he's running from dodd oh yeah he takes off running through the rv park and he goes okay what are we doing and he's like, I'm chasing someone. And then he turns the gun and he's like, no, I'm being chased. And he yeah. takes off the other direction. It's like, and that's fucking brilliant. That's kind of uh, with the the kind of the editing that Nolan did in his mind to make this movie happen before he even shot it, similar to how he did following. But what I was saying with the the black and white where you can put them butt to butt, it would be fine. But the color, they have that little overlap. That's what we're talking about here. And it's like the idea of starting every single uh, moment of color with a – what feels like a cliffhanger what feels like when you're watching a cartoon and uh it cuts right before commercials where they're backed against the wall how are they going to get out you see the commercials and then when it cuts back they play it again but it's like a slightly different perspective they can just walk out over there and it's totally fine like he wanted to kind of get that idea every single time they cut back to color where you immediately are thrown into wait where are we what are how they going to do this what is going on and then you get an answer that's satisfying and then they try to back it up every time you cut back to black and white to reset it and it's like how yeah, the, 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 the I don't feel junk again is was just so badass of him just waking up out of nowhere. So, you know, disoriented with where he is like, did I pass out on this toilet seat? I, there's this bottle of wine. I, I don't know if I feel junk. And then immediately that following scene is him running into the restroom. I need a weapon. Oh, here's this bottle of wine. And then he sits. It's so it's but, so cool, man. It's crazy. Yeah, that, like, I, I like, and I like going from I don't feel drunk holding the Jim Bean or, or the bourbon, right? And then uh, to just getting into the shower. <laughs> like he smells himself. He's like, oh, I stink. I probably need a shower. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, it's so crazy that, that Nolan was able to start each one on this little cliffhanger where it's like, oh, I don't feel drunk. It's like, And then it also ends on a cliffhanger, you know, him locking him in the like the knocked out guy in this thing. And it's like, Where's it gonna go next? But like, oh, it it answers the the previous one, and it's just like, wow, yeah. so rad. Um, and so, how and how does how is it even possible to make an interesting story that way? Yeah, <laughs> like, no idea. Right. Somehow did. Yeah. Uh, one question I have is, what was he doing? Like, I know what he was doing, but what was the purpose of what he was doing with the the escort? I think he was trying to jar himself out of it. I think he was trying to use it as like. To try to like fake the memory of things going differently with his wife? I, I don't know. I think I, I think it was I, just sort of like, well, because all the props that were put around the wall or, or around the hotel room, eventually the guy from the hotel's like, eh, you know, hey, this isn't your room, and he's like, well, all my stuff is here. Yeah, I, I yeah, that part kind of confused me. For me, I, my interpretation of it, Kev, was that since he that's his, those... I'm sorry, what? Sorry, he also burns all those things at yeah, one yeah. point, right? Yeah, but yeah. but even there, he makes the comment of how many times have I done this, which I yeah. thought was another cool self realization moment, right? Of like he keeps for, he he says it, I keep forgetting to forget you, like he can't he can't get her out of his system, right? And so for me, the interpretation there was waking up day after day, and this is you're in that moment, you're in that attack, you, you're always in that post attack. You have to deal with that uh, PTSD. I think that occasionally he hire somebody or whatever to come in there lay all the shit out so that he can just have that moment of waking up and feeling like it was all a dream 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh no, that was a nightmare, right? And he yeah. gets to feel the bed, and it was it actually is warm. She hasn't been gone that long. He gets to see all the shit around as he remembers it to some extent, and then gets to open the door and then have the jarring. This isn't the world you thought it was. Like I, I think right. it's just a chance to in a weird way, see her again, say goodbye again. I think, you know, to your point of, yeah, burning the stuff afterwards is trying to be over this. And yeah, I think it also is trying to jar yourself and get over this and get, you know, through, get it through your head in a way that like, don't be hung up on that moment, but you can't not be hung up on that moment. I I love that line of it's impossible to move on when, when you're me, like, because time has no meaning that, you know, whether three months have gone by, it still feels like it was yesterday. You know, like the, it's impossible to move on from a tragedy like that. Uh, yeah, it's just really, really well done. There's a lot of awesome lines of dialogue, especially when he and Carrie Ann Moss are having that sort of sit down moment before she, we know she's you bad. know, yeah, before she, you know, fucking <laughs> chews him out and makes him punch her or whatever. Uh, th- th- there are a lot of cool lines of dialogue there before they eventually banged. Did they bang? I, th- I assume so. Well, yeah. it was it was unclear, right? Because they they're in bed of, together, yeah, yeah. But it's like it, it's the same thing as always, right? Where like, maybe I mean, she's like feeling up his tattoos or whatever, and then the next scene is them in bed and her laying on his chest. I I think it could easily be she she knows what she's doing. She's manipulative, right? She understands. She gets it really quick, right? What has happened, and also that she he's killed her boyfriend, right? Like by the time we get there to the bar scene and you and like not not even her i mean her knocking on the window is cool but i mean like when he sits at the bar and she's like you got a lot of nerve coming in here dressed like that driving that like you know what i mean like she knows exactly what's happened she knows what kind of life her boyfriend was living what is it johnny g wow whatever it is. i i totally Jimmy. even i forgot Jimmy. that line i forgot that that yeah that's cool shit <laughs> like it's totally like for her yeah jimmy g sorry uh, that she understands that he has killed my significant other who might have been a dirtbag too and was just a bad guy and like you know the underlings in the batman movies but like he then she, as soon as he reveals what's going on they all spit in the beer you know he drinks it and she takes she realizes pretty quick oh fuck like wait this is like a real thing but then immediately she's able to spin it of like all right cool How i'm gonna I use, use this, this to my advantage and so i yeah. My interpretation of them in bed together is that they didn't fuck, but I think she wanted him to think, or at least implant that idea that they might have. Like, I clearly, we clearly have this intimate relationship, right? So you can talk to me, you can share things to me, you can be a part of, like, and he, and when he's monologuing in bed, it's, you know, she's, she is faking sleep to me, and then she opens her eyes, she's awake, but I don't think he knows she's awake. He's just talking. Not that it's hard to get him to talk, but it's a very interesting thing of him feeling, I think she, wanted him to feel like he was in this safe spot even though he clearly wasn't i love how much this movie feels like uh kind of reboot a following almost like different concepts but it's still like the same kind of idea and i love how in a similar way to following where i feel like there was a perfect amount of characters to give you just enough intrigue to be like questioning like their motives and what they were doing whereas this like the cast is like doubled but they give you enough names that are similar with the Jimmy G, John G, and like with his tattoos and with everything she says, where it's like they give you enough reason to believe that they might be the bad guy, but they might be the good guy. And especially with him not being reliable as a narrator, like I, I feel like there wasn't a wasted character. Even when like they added Dodd and they added like Jimmy, it's just like you see them and you're still interested to the point where it never felt like they were going to jump the shark and have introduced somebody that we haven't seen the whole movie and be like, oh, this is the cause of all of this. And especially when it all ends because of the way that they edited the movie, it just feels so satisfying where all the characters felt like they had their own arcs or at least had their reason to be 
part of the movie and it didn't feel like they were only there to push the plot along like it all it felt like i bought the world i bought the rules of the world and that is kind of the utmost compliment i can give to movies like this and we see it happen with uh known a lot but i really think that they just nailed the concept of this via characters and believable plot scenarios man i really so, i'm really you got, i gotta watch that youtube video man <laughs> you do one of the things i think i'm just obviously this is a lot to take in and we did it last night and now we're discussing it too but by the time you get to the end with the fight with the jimmy or johnny or whatever the hell it is uh the boyfriend and where we, he t- kills him and puts on the suit like when he comes in he recognizes uh lenny right he's, he he's calling for teddy he recognizes lenny and he's like oh memory guy or whatever yeah memory like, man memory man yeah yeah, yeah. so I, how does he know him? I know he's been running with Teddy, and they every day I'm sure Teddy's doing whatever and bargaining against each other. But like, how do we? Did I do I not understand that right now, or I've, did I miss it? I've got to assume that yeah, that he's been running with Teddy, and yeah. they, he knows that he is this accomplice that they are maybe ripping off people. It's possible yeah. they even worked uh, with each other in the past, and he just yeah. you know obviously Lenny just doesn't know it. But yeah, I think that with the fact that he is calling out for Teddy, and Teddy's obviously this crooked cop who he's he is a cop, right? That's not just my mind tricking me. I mean, no, he looks. He, I mean, he has a badge yeah. at one point. Yeah, at the yeah. at the very end when the reveal, he looks at his ID. He's like, "Oh fuck, you are a cop." Because it does seem like yeah, yeah, yeah. Teddy was a cop or whatever, but there he was just doing like illegal shit on the side or whatever. But it does seem like they have worked together at some time in the past. If he calls him Memory Man and if he's looking yeah. for Teddy. And obviously, when he sees him, he's like, "Ah, oh, it's fucking memory, man." Yeah, I yeah. know you. We've, yeah, Father yeah. Rabbi in the chat is saying that Teddy was selling Adderall to Jimmy, and so like I get that part. And he's like, "I just assumed he saw Lenny around," which I would too. But it's just that weird thing of being this man on a mission. It's it's not weird. Again, I, I it's just interesting. I wanna again. This is the discussion. How cool it is, I guess, of like how long has he been around? How long has he been bumming around in this sphere Whoa. of people? You know, trying to figure this all out. So mm. in in the chat, uh, Jay Winham says Jimmy owned the discount inn, and when Leonard started staying there, Bert gave him the heads up. Yeah, I remember that. You're right. You're right. You're right. Mm, I, didn't, I didn't. Wait. wait oh, so what was the significance of, or was there any significance at all of when Teddy is going to get his photo taken by Leonard, and he's like, "Well, hold on, not here, not here. Let me stand in front of this this car." I, that one, I, I don't think- know. I felt like there was, it was something just there. To bring that they... attention to the car. The, the car was um, what's his face's Lenny's. Was Ted Lenny's. That was oh. Lenny's car because he, he stood in front there. of the truck. He yeah, in he stood in front of the truck. Yeah. yeah. So it's okay, like one of those it. things, like you know, eagle eye viewers would have noticed the truck in the beginning, and then noticed the truck in that picture, mm. or like in that moment, uh, and been like, oh, okay, that's interesting, you know, because they had already, had already proposed the question of like, how did you get the car? How did you get the clothes you're wearing? The jag, yeah, yeah. When that moment happens, I think that's the coolest fucking thing. That reminds me so much of like when I watched uh, Shutter Island for the first time, and sure. I just love that moment well, where he's like, quote. he's like, what, what, what job do you think you have? Like, uh, you know, like what? How do you think you got those clothes? What car? You think you just got a Jaguar from that? Like, yeah. Well, think about because watching, stuff. you know, for the first time watching this in forever, right? I, everybody remembers different things. I think it was Jen at some point who's just like, or maybe it was loose, but it, we were watching in it. You know, he's arguing with somebody he's in the suit and he reaches in and pulls his shirt like that and they're like why is he acting like he's wearing a bra and i'm like 
well, remember, this isn't his suit. The suit's built for somebody bigger. He's swimming in that shirt. Like, right? Like, that's such a small moment of acting of how if you were in a big shirt talking to somebody and it was, like, moving the wrong way, you'd do this. But he doesn't think about it because he doesn't know any better. And, like, you don't know at that yeah. point necessarily that that's what's happening in the movie. It's fucking crazy. It does yeah, such that great was hard movie. to watch, though, because, like, I caught that, too. But I was also questioning. I was like, is it, was that just how suits were in the 90s? Because it's like, it, well, like when he first came suits. out, I had the the feeling of just like, wow, that was a different time. Oh, people are but saying then, in the chat, he's pulling the Polaroid camera. Actually, you're an idiot, Greg. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I just yeah. love how it puts you in his shoes and makes you feel just as scared and sure. afraid and uncertain as mm-hmm. he does. Which, which reminds me of season one of, of Mr. Robot, where it does some stuff where they're like, where, uh, um, um, I can't think of the actor's name. I'm blanking on it. Rami. Um, Rami. Yeah, Rami. Yeah. Uh, no, not Rami. Later. Uh, Rami Malik. Yeah. Sorry. 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 I was thinking Rami Ishmael. Yeah. The, 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 the director's name was John, uh, uh, Sam Ishmael. Anyway, but there are moments in season one where he's like, "Am I going crazy? I, I, like, what's real right now?" And you, as the viewer, are like, "Fuck, am I going crazy? What's real right now?" <laughs> and and I I love that this I had the same feelings of just like being so uncertain and you know scared as he was. One question that has come up uh, right now during this discussion in my mind is, why didn't you have a picture of Teddy beforehand? Like, picture? Right oh, you mean, yeah, because this isn't the first time they've met. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, they'd be fast friends, right? Well, not fast friends, but like, Teddy. I think he would have had a picture in the file that said Teddy is the caseworker right. or whatever. Or, or something. Yeah. It is the only on. thing I can used to rationalize that is that he occasionally burns photos mm-hmm. and i think he does that to trick his his future self into just like doing whatever the fuck he thinks he needs to do yeah. and it's also possible i mean this is me explaining this way that teddy just would have stolen the picture i don't know i have no idea there are a lot of ways that we can just sort of brush off plot holes would just say like yeah he probably burned the picture <laughs> which i think is like a really good way but, to, to i mean make movie. I, I don't know i, I guess it like <laughs> It could be Teddy hiding himself so that he could try to manipulate the situa- situation more like he does b- by calling him, right? Well, he, I mean, even the fact that he call, he tells him his name is Teddy is uh, a misdirect from Teddy, right? His name's not really Teddy. It's John whatever G. Yeah, but his mom called him Teddy. What's that? I said his mom called him Teddy. It's the line. Sure. Yeah, but that's something you would tell someone that you're like, oh, no, 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 just write, write Teddy down on the picture if you didn't really want them knowing who you were or, or how long they've been in your life. I think he I think that the Teddy character realized that it was to his advantage mm-hmm. if he kept it like simple, you know, well, like, the chat, was, like you don't know who I am. Really? The chat's bringing up a really interesting point that it's pretty obvious is every time they do a new investigation, Teddy takes the old Polaroids away. He must get rid of the old photos, otherwise he you get all the right, murderers yeah. mixed up. So yeah, that that would make sense then. And Eddie, to your point of like explaining away the plot holes, I think this movie did a great job of giving enough ways that plot holes could be excused that you you kind of just buy into it and kind of fill in the gaps in your head. Yeah, uh, without looking at them as holes, you kind of look at it as like, oh, like there's a scene of him burning this stuff. Like he does because I, I know that. I do. Yeah, I do think you are as devoid of information as he is as the viewer. So, yeah, if you're confused by anything, it's like, oh, yeah, the photos get burned or Teddy steals them. Well, and we've we've seen that. We see him make a purposeful decision at the end of the movie to be like, oh, I know I've already succeeded in doing this 10 times over, but I'm going to do it anyway. And he just (laughs) burns the picture of the guy that he just killed. 
and literally writes down that like the most sacred of things, which is that the note card to tattoo something on your body, which is the which is the license plate. And you, you just got see you guys think this is the last one. I think he just I think he's going to find a way to get stuck back in this loop but forever. I, I just like I think with the tattoo on his leg, like yeah, that's a real tricky plate? one. With the tattoo on his leg, I don't know. That's uh, true. That is plate, permanent. Yeah. That is very permanent. But Magnum know. AF says, "Are they going to do a plot review?" No. We, if you got here earlier, we said that we started it, but then it just got the conversation was too good. Why distract that by having me go? And then fucking the girl from the, the Matrix way, goes. Bloop, 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 bloop. What's What's crazy is the plot <laughs> from this is actually very simple. Like it yeah. can be summed up very very quickly. The plot does not much that happens other than. He's been manipulated by three or four people, and he kills one of them, who is the worst out of all of them, and then he just keeps going on. But I think to me, the the more important is like, yeah, how do all these aspects play off each other? The editing, of course, being a character and all to its own, because we get to we only get to see what the filmmaker is showing us, which is very similar to what you know the the protagonist's like current state of mind. Like he only gets to see what he's seeing through literal pictures, and uh, that's what we're just seeing too. There's just a lot of. To me, this movie is a lot about the style and a lot about just the character, like the the actual acting and how they set up these these scenes to do exactly what Tim was talking about, right? Which is like it, it, they leave you on a cliffhanger literally every like four minutes. <laughs> You're like, what? How the fuck did that happen? And then yeah. he starts. Oh, I'm running. What are we doing here? Yeah, uh, okay, dude, this, this, this might be no, one of me. This might be the most well paced movie I've ever seen. Where and this was my first time seeing it, so I was totally enthralled the entire time, and like my brain was moving. Like I, it, I was actively engaged, and it almost felt like a video game where I felt like I was interacting with it. Like I felt like I had to keep thinking and trying to like get ahead of it to understand what was going on, or else it wouldn't keep going. And like that's such a yeah. unique thing for a movie. Well, yeah. this is also Correct. like this is also one of those rare moments where I wish Tim is. This, have you had you seen this before, or was this your first time? I forget. This was my first time. This was your first time. <laughs> you just said. Yeah. That. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. This is my I, first time okay. too. I'm, I'm losing. I'm, I'm losing. Lost. I, I wish you guys had seen this in theaters because I feel like when you watch it in theaters, your that feeling of like, oh my god, this is so radically different, and I don't know if I like this. And I remember there's that there's a moment maybe like 10, 15 minutes in where you just go, oh fuck, I'm in. I'm in on this. But it was, I mean, it was way different than anything I'd seen. The only the closest analog I have to something like this was like Pulp Fiction that played around with. With yeah, jumped around time, but this is like telling a movie completely backward. It's fucking crazy. And it's just yeah. so cool to sit in a dark and experience that. Yeah. I want you to get tattooed on your hand. You are Superman and then dash Batman. But then also maybe a question mark. Just a question mark. Uh Andy, you want to jump into a little bit of that uh sweet sweet? Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form just like Engine 25 did. He can't remember. He killed his wife and he's sad. Man, this guy's life sucks. (laughs) Jason says, don't believe his lies. Don't believe his lies. Vengeance is best forgotten. Memory's a bitch. Brandon says, looking for John G. Have two scratches on my cheek. Guy Pierce looks sexy. Where did the, the scratches come from? When he the was killing the guy. With, yeah, Jimmy. Johnny. The Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G, G fight? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they got him at the very, very beginning. I tried then, noticing if the if the blood started looking dried up or not. Like, I tried noticing that, like, as we got further into the present... Or earlier into the story, whether they started to look fresher of a wound or not. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you the job I would not have wanted to do for this was continuity. I'd be like, oh, oh yeah, this is too hard. It's well, there are, ser- there are several times you could tell reshoots happen because his hair gets shorter. Super and wide. I don't know if that's yeah. by design or not, but there was parts where it looked like it was almost a wig at some point. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wig in and out with Scarpino. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. reshoots this isn't <laughs> is a reshoot but it's a a, a re-record um in the beginning where i uh teddy's name or when teddy dies like teddy's like last couple lines um he has this like important set of lines and no one didn't like the delivery on it so he couldn't go get him back in they only shot for 25 days so no one just straight up recorded a couple words and edited it with his voice in teddy's lines and no one noticed including teddy and then like afterwards and then it wasn't until like months later that he told him like when after the movie came out they're like oh yeah i did this he was like what the fuck (laughs) like i had no idea um the last haiku that i want to read is from lee polero i had a haiku however i forgot it oh this movie was Uh, oh wow i like that real good i love that that's I want to give a shout idea. out to Andy's haiku and review song because when playing Ghost of Tsushima, every time I sat down to write one of the haikus in the game, I was like, seven syllables. <laughs> <laughs> um, now it's time for Ragu Goo Goo. Ragu. Goo Goo. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rad Guys Talk Good Guys for the Christopher Nolan universe. Uh, right now, uh, the ranking is, as it stands is just number one. The young boy? Is that what we called him last week? <laughs> the the young man, man is what I have. I was like, that doesn't sound right. I think you have to keep it now, you young know what? boy. I'm sorry, Greg. The rules are staying. The young boy. That's what you wrote is on there it's on the post-it note and i'll probably have to transcribe it to something that's digital because i realized that it's probably not going to stay there where do we want to put is i mean is there a good guy well, in memento see this is where this is where it all starts to break down greg because it could have been rad guys talk bad guys because now there's a bad guy everywhere i don't i mean here's my thing is like i've never and i granted i've seen memento once before this we've thought about it and had conversations before i never interpreted him as a bad guy leonard as a bad guy until you said that at the beginning of the show. And I'm like, I get that, but I also don't fully believe it. I I don't fully believe that. But here's the thing, like unquenchable. I think he's quenched now, but he's killed a lot of people to get. Has he, or has he just killed two? I mean, how many is a lot when it comes to murder? They said, because me too is too many, but I guess you, maybe Superman, maybe Batman question mark. You don't care. (laughs) But I, I think, I think from the bushes, I think in this thirst, for revenge, it's always been for the revenge of the person who raped and killed his wife. And I think that... But I think it turned selfish after he killed that person and then realized that he had no purpose and needed to keep going. But did he always realize that? Like, or like, do we know that he realized that? Yeah, I, I know that... Because we see a moment where he literally makes a choice and says, I'm going to kill this guy. Because... Why? Why does he? I mean, Teddy's but, yeah been manipulating him and making him do bad things. But you would think if you had that realization, you'd write down on the card, you did it, walk away. But he didn't because he realizes that. In, in, I mean, this is my interpretation. That what's he going to walk away to? He has this debilitating thing, and if he doesn't have, if he can't rely on this routine that he's set up because he has this one end goal, like what the hell is he going to wind up like this? This person in his in his uh, imagination, sitting in a uh, you know in a, in a uh, you know an insane asylum getting glimpses of maybe potentially knowing someone, but not really like, I don't know. I feel like he's, he's chosen to stay in this, but that's I think my, he just, 
I think he just felt betrayed by Teddy and said, "Okay, you're you're going to be the one that I go after next because you're the one who Have I'm now finally him. discovering." Yeah, now did he discover that earlier and then try to delete that from his memory? Tim from Kind of Funny. If we remember correctly, when we came up with this last week, it wasn't actually ranking good guys. It was ranking protagonists. We just called it Ragu Goo Goo because it sounds fun. Goo Goo. So, oh, cool. So in my opinion, then Leonard's a way better protagonist. Yeah. Than yeah, hundred percent. Yes. So we'll put him in yeah, one. Right, forward, I doubt we're going to have many good guys and no one, bad guys, whatever it is. It's, it's pro tags, but ragu pro, pro tag don't sound Ooh, so good. Pro no. tags. <laughs> um, well, now go. it's time to rank the, the movies. I definitely think it's better than following. And I, uh, that is quite something to be applauded because I loved following. And mm. I can't wait to keep these movies going. Yeah, I, I agree. I, think, yeah. It's, I yeah. think this is better than following as well. I'm so... Excited! I, I bought so many of the other movies on 4K because I'm so Hell stoked yeah. to watch them. Watch those, those IMAX those shots, those baby. Codes, you know what I mean? Greg, what? I said, yeah, no, I mean, oh, so I think it's number one. Yeah, I agree with him. Nick, oh yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. You said, yeah, hundred percent is number one. Well, there you go. Number one, Memento. Number two, following. Uh, next week we got Insomnia. Is that correct? Tim, do you so. remember yes. watching this movie? I do. Yeah. Well, no, that's I remember watching it. I don't remember watch I don't remember the movie, but I remember our day. Yeah. <laughs> of sneaking into time, different theaters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. For, randomly sneaked into this one. <laughs> didn't know anything about it. And this is the first time I fell asleep in a movie. I'm very excited to watch it as an adult. Very excited. I, yeah, very I remember ironic not liking when you movie. think about it. So Kevin. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I have not seen this movie. So I I mean I feel like this is the only one that I never really looked at or never heard uh things that it was it didn't feel like a nolan movie watching yeah. this trailer and he hearing about it. Like a paycheck movie where he was like i just need some money because memento didn't do it for I me because it's like al pacino and it's you know eh, it's just and weird wasn't robin william in it we'll yeah. see next week guys uh, also, next tuesday when we do that and this friday we're doing uh miyazaki review it continues uh with nausicaa of the valley of the wind um no castle in this one or at least not the name. We'll have to see. Um, but Kevin, what were you gonna, about to say? Oh, I was going to say, I believe that, that this is uh, written by Stephen King, right? It's a Stephen King book? Insomnia? Yeah. That sounds right. Okay. Well, we'll just go with it. Okay, no, no, no. Sounds good. There's no, there's no facts of the Lord of the Facts on this one. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Until next time. Greg doesn't understand that joke. He's so dumb. <laughs> what, what was I'm Mothra. I think it was just the sound. <laughs> Boy. Are we gonna end or Bye, everyone?